All right, everyone, welcome back to the 580 Show, episode 156. Myself, Frawley, Dante, what's up, boys? What's up? What's up? Um, so if you listen to last week, we were super pinched for time. Record Dante and I just found a random convention center corner and just recorded a quick update. Um, so I figure you know, maybe we'll talk about some other stuff, but we kind of have uh, all sides of OSG covered, so I thought it'd be a good discussion between all of us because i competed dante was there as a spectator and for all of you were there as a spectator one day and watch the live stream so yes sir kind of can talk about it you know all our experiences what we thought went really well what you guys thought could be improved everything like that um i i'll just start off by saying like it was my favorite show i think i ever did just be it was just a lot different than what even like nationals or anything like that, that I'm used to just, I think um, if I start with just like production, production yeah. was like really cool. Um, we all saw it right in person. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how well it was uh, translated onto the live stream with lighting and um, more noticeable in person for sure. Yeah. But nonetheless, you could still tell there was production value there for sure. For sure. I mean like the lighting uh, was really cool. They had an opening ceremony for the first time ever in OSG history, where all the countries walked out like they were. You were announced as a as a country and walked out with all the people from your country. Um, cool. And the main thing I thought was awesome was the jumbo sc- the jumbotron or jumbo yes. screen. Um, yep. That was a really really cool touch. I thought they did awesome with that. So I don't know what did like what did you guys kind of think about the the production of it. I think yeah, well, first first of all, I just want to interrupt you and say that I think you said think this is your favorite show because you haven't done your own shows yet. Just well, just yeah. saying. Just saying. Well, never, but, uh, you, can't, you, know, you can't say yet because I'll never do it, but yeah. right. Yeah. Other than that, um I think it went well. Um, like being a spectator for all days, you know, the production never really seemed to like dismay, like everything was consistent. Um, yeah. You know, I no. felt I felt considering the amount of athletes time wise it ran fairly well sometimes it slowed down a little bit in some spots and sped up in others but what you're going to get that with all the athletes the lighting and the backdrop and all the big screen all that i mean that was top notch like i think i think pretty much everybody can agree with that um creating the arena feel of the uh coliseum right like of the convention center it was i mean they they nailed that part right no, no doubt about it um best production i've ever seen sorry josh but it was no awesome. no I, <laughs> you know no, i mean it, it genuinely was like and it should be at that level right like it's it's sure. worlds for weight class masters um you know it should be like that so for sure and i mean i'll i will say just to piggyback off what dante was saying like um the days are super long when you're an athlete that was one thing like even like lynn said that when he was on our pod a couple weeks ago he Literally straight up told us he's like, be ready for long days because there's 400 athletes, you know, like, and, Thanks a while. Uh, but I will say like, yeah, they were long days, but man, the volunteer team and the team did an amazing job. They were by no means easy events to switch out, reset, like hats off to those people. Cause they are working their ass off. Yeah. And I mean, you just, you just do a breakdown. I mean, we'll, we'll go event by event, but, um, a four implement press medley, a, 
um, Carrie Medley with a big frame and Denny Stones, a five bar deadlift and a medley with while you're wearing a backpack and there is three implements in the medley. So, I mean, man, hats off to anyone that volunteered because that they did an amazing job because that could for sure. be a nightmare. And they need to for that show to succeed, right? Like it was very evident that that was an important part of the show. So I definitely agree. Like shout out to the volunteers. It was awesome. I don't. Great job. I think I briefly, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on camera last week or not on the pod, but Mitchell Hooper. Yeah. Um, did I mention it? Yep. Like, dude, I, I can't even emphasize enough how much respect I gained for Mitchell Hooper as a human being last week. Like, if you if you talk shit on Mitchell Hooper, you are not at OSG last right. weekend because if you go to official Strongman Games, you can watch the whole live stream. Like, I watched back my events actually uh, yesterday, and um, Mitchell Hooper resets every single implement for his lane for the entire day for both days was helping getting backpacks off athletes, making sure athletes were good. There's actually a clip. He gave me a high five before we went and then sprinted over to me before I went on the go rock. Cause he's like, Hey man, just in case I got sweat on your hands, I brought you some extra chalk. <laughs> cool. Like it's all it's on. It's literally on the live yeah. stream. You can see us talking. Did you tell him that. Cool. Thank you. I punched. I punched him in the face. Cause I told him I only take grip yeah. mountain, but <laughs> no, no. But he like, I can just say like he just seemed like there was no gimmicky thing about him. And yeah, he's human. This is still a niche sport, but he is literally the number one person in our sport right now. Right. And he's on the floor with. Every athlete, whether it's a 50 plus athlete, um, a, a, a weight cl- class guy, girl, any everything they all he was treating them the same, like it was, you know, he cared. It was just, I can't explain how he, awesome he was at the show. So, in his, just, uh, in his YouTube video, he was actually talking about that. He's like, I'm the strongest man here, and all these volunteers are running around. It's like, if I'm not helping anything, I'm doing something wrong. He's like, I'm trying to give back to the sport and everything, and we just need to keep doing that to help it grow. He had a really, he had yeah. a really good monologue about it. I think, yeah, I think he says stuff sometimes, and he doesn't, he doesn't mean it to come off the way it sounds, right? Like, I'm the strongest yeah. one here. Like, people misinterpret that. I think well, he, <laughs> like, he is. You know. He just means it very, like, matter of factly. Like, yeah, I should be helping these people, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. No, but no, just a little sidebar. Just wanted to give Mitchell Hooper a shout out for again, sure because that was freaking awesome he's also um, invited on this podcast at any given time if he wants to yeah open invite true um so i mean i'll say weigh-ins like I'll, I'll talk about my experience from an athlete and then we'll go into like each event and you guys can say like kind of what you thought about the event too um but just like checking in once the line was rolling because you got like 400 athletes checking in almost essentially at the same time. Cause everyone's getting there at 10. It was so cool. Like you weigh in, you get like a athlete sheet and everything is so logistically sound. Like you weigh in, they write your name, weight, then you go to the next station, get your athlete and coach's badge. Then you go to this booth and get your shirts and then you get your professional headshots done and you're, you're out. And it's just like, so cool to see like, and to have professional headshots, like you guys have probably seen people posting them this week. Um, they're, yeah, cool. they're they're awesome. Like it's so mm-hmm. cool. Um, so 
that the check-in experience was cool. Um, the one thing I was super worried about was uh, the warm-up room. Um, not even just because this warm-up room. I feel like that was one thing that struggled at the venue is the warm-up room was a little small for how many athletes. But I will say it was like the nicest and kindest and everything warm-up room I've ever been in. And I thought it would be the opposite because it's like you go up in the sport, but I think it was just kind of like, cause like people have been in the crappy warm-up rooms and they all want, understand warm-ups could not have went much better for having 400 athletes. Yeah. And Lynn even said like, you know, they kind of have a couple of people that monitor the warm-up room and it's like, you know, if it's the eight, my class, for example, is next and then the 50 pluses after that, if they see people like super heavies already warming up, they kind of say, Hey, just, you know, chill out for a second. You're not going for a couple hours. Let these guys have their space. And it was, that's reasonable. It was, it was just so respectful and kind of like chaotically organized, you know, like, like a group of eighties, like 20 of them would go over here to this sandbag and just kind of like, so casually work in together and help each other and talk and stuff. And it was just like, that was one thing I was super, super worried about. There's been talk about that too. Like when you get high enough to a high enough level, like everyone knows like what you're there to try to achieve. Right. And so like, there's just a common understanding among everybody that like, okay, we all kind of know what we're trying to do here. Right. Like there's no reason that we can't do this in an organized manner and that everybody can't get their fair share. Right. Like their shit. Yeah. And I think, I honestly think that was it. Like, I think it's sure. just most of the people have been there and kind of just set a good example. So it was the, the easiest warm up room I've ever been a part of, to be honest. So that was cool. But getting into the events. So, event one was the, um, the press medley, which I, I mean, I don't know what you guys think of spectators, gave everyone problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That yoke was. That yoke was uh was a pro. I mean, I went up to press and I didn't. I barely even budged it. It felt yeah. so heavy. It was like the weight distribution. I think of it was a lot different. Obviously, it rocked. If you didn't get to see the the anchor yoke, be curious if anyone listens that got the anchor yoke, um, uh, and how heavy they went in training because it felt so much heavier than the comp weight. The comp weight set I hit in training. Yeah. Um. Well, did they did they reduce your weight? No, no, we were, um, so that's actually a great point. I forgot about that because they reduced it after the nineties. So my class was the last one to do the weight posted. And then the nineties and one Oh fives all did the same weights. Okay. One Oh fives did the same as the nineties. Cause I think they were just trying to get people through it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I knew the super heavyweight got reduced for me. That event couldn't have went better. Um, I did, I had a really good split time on the first two. So I kind of maximized points there. Mm-hmm. I'll say, um, uh, the wagon wheels were super cool that we used, uh, from, from, uh, standard submit the circus dumbbell is what I want to talk about the most. That was the most, that was the best circus dumbbell I ever felt in my life. Thin handle with fat bells. And it was just oh. so much, so much easier to press than any circus I've ever pressed. Like my, my one sixty one flew. And it felt pretty effortless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, didn't get to touch the block, so can't really talk about that. Uh, people yeah, were saying it was a lot skinnier. Just yeah, a lot of people were just saying that it was smaller, 
and when you got to the end like your air just was sucked out of you right and then you put that big block sitting on your chest it's already hard enough to breathe and then you ha- you're leaning back trying to get under it and it was just it was really hard so i i think it's a true testament to the people that did finish right yeah, like that's sure. a pretty pretty amazing feat so for sure i mean definitely I hate to be negative but the judging i saw some really yeah there were some iffy calls and i mean i'm but i'm not trying to be negative you know, it's just you, you got to point out some stuff that went wrong too and i'm sure lynn thinks about that stuff you know to improve he probably knew about it before any of us even talked about it yeah there were some yeah. rough call there were some rough calls on the block yeah there was uh one dumbbell I there saw. were on the yoke like, too like both yeah. both people had the dumbbell at the same time and one got like an instant down and one in the holder for two seconds and it yeah. like it like cost you a couple of places i guess but sure i mean i and i guess that's deal you make with the devil when you have 400 athletes you have to have so many different judges but it just almost felt like at some points like the judges weren't even at the rules meeting i'll be honest <laughs> like they there was just n- not the same page as far as communication and stuff like that but um I never, never, never uh, fault the athlete for taking a call. We've no. talked about it so many times. Everyone, one way or another, and you're if you compete in strongman long enough, you're going to get screwed on some calls, and you're going to get some great calls in your favor. So shit happens, man. I'm sure the judges were trying their best. Mm-hmm. Pressing's, pressing's hard as hell to, to judge, and especially when you got four different weird implements. You got yep. a normal barbell, and then everything else is kind of hard to judge. But overall, I thought the equipment for the press medley was super cool. Yeah, it held up great. It looked cool. And I, I almost did think the weights were almost like perfect because you weren't having a lot of people. Maybe the yoke was too – A little too aggressive, yeah. Probably yeah. a little too heavy, but, but overall. I, yeah. And then so uh, that was event one, and then we went to the frame carry and the dinny carry, which was a couple cha- – every, every single class – uh, their weight dropped on the frame. Yeah. Um, I think um, some were substantial. Mine was 60 pounds. Wow. Uh, oh. Yeah. Wasn't it? I don't know exactly. Uh, I think it was, I think it was 60. Yeah, I think it went from 650 to 590 for yeah. you. Oh, yeah. You did Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, the frame... The grip didn't – I mean, this is coming from someone that dropped it with, like, five feet left, but the grip didn't feel much different to me than any frame I've ever really used. Oh, yeah. Um, some people – that just might be because our bridge frame is a little goofy. Yeah. Um, But uh, those frames were beautiful. I think um, the width of them really screwed a lot of people up, being – I believe it was a 32-inch width frame. Yeah, so that is wild. so – I mean, ours at, uh, ours is 24 so, mm. you know, uh, a pretty substantial difference. There, Theirs were 32, and you could actually elect to have it wider at 36, I think, 34, 36. I don't know why you'd want it wider. Yeah, I don't know either, but um, – and then they were really cool because you could adjust the frame from 14 to 20 inches. So, mm-hmm. you know – Pick height. Yeah, the pick height. Um, I, everyone that was tall enough, you know, did 20 inches, but – Of course. Uh, but, no, I thought the frames were really cool. The other change was the Denny's had unlimited drops versus um, just one drop. That was – what's his name for Ollie? The dude from World's Strongest Man? Your boy? Darren? 
Oh, Darren Sadler. Yeah, he's, Darren Sadler. He's, the owner. he's the owner of Giants Life. Oh, Darren Sadler. Okay, yeah. so I believe he was the one that actually made the final call to change Denny's to unlimited uh, drops. Yeah, unlimited drops. But definitely ended up benefiting me. I think it made sense to change it. I didn't really understand that. I, I think they probably should have just had it like that from the beginning. But Sure. Um, what did you guys think of that event, watching it? I don't like watching people walk with Denny Stones. Denny Stones has to go. That is so. I just, I'm, I don't, and I mean, I might be being negative, Mister Negative guy, but I don't like that. No, <laughs> I'm I mean, I will say, watching it, I, I will know. say, like the Sticks and Stones guys did an amazing job, like, yeah, like making all the equipment. Yeah, I just think it's, a, look cool. I just think it's such a stupid event. That's yeah, and I would rather watch people go down and back with the frame. Yeah, I personally. Personally, or like a frame, I would, or like I, a frame to a yoke or something. I mean, I get it. I understand. Like it was different. It's tough. Yeah. It is tough. I mean, it it was, it was very tough. But I just it didn't do it for me. I didn't like it. Listen, in my yeah, opinion, just, you want you want asses and seats. So you got to put events that people actually want to watch. Yeah, and I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I don't I don't think that had any hindrance on the actual attendance. No, that's I'm yeah, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just no, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying just, in general. Every single year, there's a theme in Strongman, and it really looks like this next year is going to be Denny Stones, and I'm like, God. I ain't signing up for any of them. They're at the Arnold already. Yeah. Did three, we talk three. about the Arnold? Did we announce the Arnold events already? We talked Not about yet. it a little. We talked about it a little bit, but nothing. We'll too talk about them after detail. those. G. But no, that was that. That was that. I like the event. Um, I just I don't enjoy Denny Stone carries. I just don't enjoy them. Probably hit the nail on the head. Yeah, um, sorry, but that was uh, that was day one. Came back deadlift ladder day two, deadlift ladder and the go rock challenge. Deadlift ladder was fun. I had a good split time on three bars. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel that overwhelming kabuki whip that everyone talks about. It felt like a normal deadlift bar to me, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they're you know, they were nice bars, very nice bars. What I liked about the and one thing I noticed through the through the entirety of the show, and what I really noticed, what made me realize it was the deadlift ladder was the disparity in the events um, from the bottom to top. It was even the whole way through. You had some people that finished with one bar. You had some people finish with two bars, three bars, four bars, finished. Right? The- and it was only a few the whole way through. Yep. And that, I feel like that's how the world championship level should be right. Like you have some people that can do it. Some people that can't do it. And it was, I thought Lynn did such an amazing job picking. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I I really noticed it in the deadlift ladder. Yep. Yeah. You're a hundred, you're a hundred percent right. There was, you know, if you were at the third bar, you did pretty good on that. I got eighth and I got a good split time. I think I got the second fastest split time through three bars. Right. It's funny that was my favorite than like the amateur national level, right? Like if you're doing well on an event, you're finishing the event. Right. So it's a little different. Yeah. I think it's I think it's cool to have it really heavy and only have a couple guys finish it. Sure. You know. Cause it, you know, I liked I also enjoyed that they took split times on everything because it rewards the people that take the risk, like and don't use straps and don't take their, you know, and like kind of take some risk for the split times as well. Sure. They can get through stuff faster. I just I think when you get to that level, if you wouldn't have taken split times, there would have been so many split points throughout the weekend. Oh yeah, you have it to. just wouldn't have even been possible. It's part of the event, right? You have to. 
No, but that event was cool. I thought that I was stunned how fast that event went. They were cooking day two to start that event. Um, but no, I mean, not much to say about it. It was, it was a deadlift ladder. The bars were very nice, adequate warm up. Um, just a cool event, in my opinion. I will, I will say too, um, helping you in that tunnel, like going through that tunnel, it's like a surreal experience. And I wasn't even a competitor. Yeah, Dante. Yeah, I mean, you can talk about it a little bit, but like you no, go you, you got to talk to you're the competitor. No, I mean, you, you, you are in the warm up room and then they had like a tunnel They like your class would wait to go out next. And it was really, really cool. It was like, it's like, you're like a boxer like you're getting, getting ready to go out. Yeah. Like you're getting walking, getting ready to get called in the arena. You got like kind of you, you know, your adrenaline's going. So it was a, re- it was, that was really cool for an athlete. Like it wasn't just like, you're kind of just standing around a random curtain in a, you know, j- just a, a, a normal show and just waiting to kind of make sure you didn't miss your name getting called or anything like that. It was, it was really cool. The logistics behind the scenes there. Um, but yeah, uh, Dante saw that and he was like, wants to compete at OSG right after, <laughs> right after going through that. I just want to walk it's down cool. the, I just want my name called and walk out of that tunnel. That's all I want. Yeah, it was cool. Um, it was, it was the nice. last event, last event, I will say, showed so many poor sports, so many babies, so many losers, so many crybabies. It was unbelievable. Like, I thought, I personally thought the Go Ruck Survival Challenge was a really cool medley. I thought it was creative. Um, like, I thought pro- props to Lynn for, first off, getting a new sponsor involved in strongman. That's a big company. Go ruck is a huge company and they want to get involved in strongman. That's awesome. That's what we need. Right. More. And like, how can we involve them? Yeah, sure. You could have just done their who's on the med ball, but like the backpack was a really, really cool twist. So if you don't know, you know, the event, we were wearing a weighted backpack and uh, I thought it was a really nice one. Cause my, it was super tight. Didn't clink around. Um, they had it perfectly staged for you to get fitted for it before you went. Um, so I wore a 75 pound backpack. Um, they had a heavy medicine ball and a heavy Hoosvel sandbag, and you put in a sled and then you drug it backwards. The amount of people that obviously the ones that didn't do well on it, right? Uh, you know, said it's CrossFit or or it's the dumbest event ever. Hey man, it was publicized for like 16 plus weeks. Everyone knew what the event was going to be. Literally, that was the one event that did not. That was one of the only events that did not change once. So you got exactly what you signed up for. You knew exactly what it was. The weights didn't change. I thought it was a really fun medley. I'll be I honest. Like, I don't get what they're calling it CrossFit if it's rocking. Like, there's, I'm but just, it's not just a, saying if you're going to poke fun at something, make sure it's right. But it's not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. That's true, but it's not even like a CrossFit workout. Like, if you think that I finished in 40 something seconds, right? Yeah. No CrossFit workout takes 40 something seconds. Mm-mm. Like, it was, it was just a medley basically that they've done at OSG before. Just Different implements, but like very similar with a backpack on. It, it was, I thought it was cool. I mean, whether or not you thought it was cool. When you're making an excuse for it and it was an event, like I understand if we went to OSG 
and it was supposed to be a medley. And then the day of Lynn's like, Hey, put on this 75 pound backpack. Okay. That would be a little, that would be a little different. That'd be like, okay, what the fuck? You know, we've never done this. This was publicized for months and months and months. So that's how I feel about that event. I think people are crybabies. So I say he brings it back. Yeah. Make it a staple every year. Yeah. No, I mean, I like that he switches events and I like that he tries to get creative. Who else has a car yoke, you know, like he has mm-hmm. a car yoke every, every, he's had it every year before this for the most part, you yeah. know, it just shows creativity and whether you like the event or not, like I said, I mean, it was publicized. So that was, it was just funny this last week, seeing how many people cried about it and complained about that event specifically. <laughs> so, Hey, whatever. Um, and then did you guys wa- Dante? You were there for the finals. Yeah, I watched. I watched, the finals. Finals. I watched the finals on the way home. Yep. Super easy events to get through fast. Yeah, you know, and they're very awesome. entertaining events. Very, very, very entertaining, entertaining events. Yeah, Especially man, at I was. High level. I was so impressed with people's, um, with people's performances in the finals. Like just across the board, I was like. Cause I was pretty close to making the finals. I was three spots off. So I'm naturally watching my class sure. being like, how would I have done, man? Some of those guys just hats off. To what their- was your final stone? 350. It's pretty heavy. Yeah. For I, think it was, I think my class was 225, 250, 275, 300, 325, 350. Sounds about right. Yeah. I think it's cause I think it's six stones, right? Yep. It was yeah. six stones. That's yeah. I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and man, the sandbag toss, like there was some performances, man. I like, love watching the sandbag toss. Yeah, it's it's such an such entertaining event. event. Yep. Especially yeah, I want to get it's like a perfect run. Uh huh. Yeah. Know, it's awesome I mean, to watch. I mean, Derek Owens completely, whether you agree with her or not, completely stole day three. Like seventeen seconds. Uh, again. Oh, he won both it, events. Yeah, he won both events. He got he got the eleven spot in and then podiumed, and whether yeah. you agree with it or not, I will never go at Derek because that not, is, you do not blame an athlete for taking an opportunity that they're given. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not his fault. I mean, he's taking advantage of the opportunity. And man, he won he both events. He took yeah. advantage of it. Like, yeah, it's hard to say anything when he came out and he had the fastest sandbag run and won the stones. Mm-hmm. Like, that's hard to be like, hey, he doesn't belong here. You know what I mean? Like kind of, so I guess, I guess what happened is if you're following the drama, there was a, a miscalculation with the U 73 women's class. That's my understanding. Yeah. And so instead of a girl that thought she got in, but because of the scoring error wouldn't have got in, they just let the 10th and 11th in because it was already, it was day three when they, when they found it out, the girl already had, you know, was into the finals. So, um. Yeah. So I guess they, you know, Derek tied for tenth, but mm-hmm. lost on the tiebreaker. But since the other class was let in, they let him in, and he, he sees the moment, man. He seized it. Yeah, but, they said. Yeah. They said like five minutes before the event, like his wife or whoever was running up to the hospital. It's like we need a shirt right now. Blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. He was in. He was in jeans and a. He was in jeans and cowboy boots. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't fault him for it at all. He found out. He found out five <clears throat> minutes before. Um, but uh, 
you're 100 percent right for like those events are like awesome finals awesome to watch. watch. Trying to think, uh, I was just trying to think of a couple performances, but like Rebecca Roberts won World Strongest Woman. Yeah, my, my she, 105 brothers, Alex Sukup, getting all. Yeah, he's the first one to get all the stones with a blown a uh, leak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, then, there was just yeah. so so many. Per- you know, one performance I didn't talk about on the deadlift, but it was I don't know if you guys caught it, but uh, Richard Panganabon, he's in my class. He won two. He won 2021 OSG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he tore his bicep on a on the seven ten mammoth bar and still finished the pool. Wow, like that's that's how he got hurt. Freak. Yeah, I saw that's him in a sling. I didn't know what happened, dude. Like how? Like I was talking to him after, and what a set! Like that's just that's just a warrior move right there. Like to finish the pool and get the pool. I think he was one of only two guys that finished that in my class. Wow. If not the only one, I think Ben oh, no, Donan got Donan, it too. Donan. He lost. I think Pangon Panganabon lost by half a second, and he tore his bicep. <laughs> That's crazy. And it's like, man. And I, I'll say, like, after he found out he tore, like, he had such a good attitude and was like, man, sure. it's the nature of the beast. And but just to finish a pool like that is just so incredible. And like, yeah. to see performance, there was just performances like that that I'm sure I'm missing, but like. The one that sticks out to me as super heavyweight is Marcus Crowder finally got the W. Dude, he he always he always seemed to be just a little tiny bit short on one event here, one event there, and uh, you know it was nice to see him come through with the win. Man, did he steal the show? Like, because yeah. I don't, he's incredible. I don't, I don't follow us, uh, you know, super heavyweight as much as right. as you do, Frawley. I mean, obviously, naturally, you follow your class the closest, but right. Some absolutely incredible performance, yeah. and Crowder just seemed like he was just at the top of every single one. Yeah, and like Derwinski, Derwinski getting on the podium is awesome too. He's a guy that's always been right on the fringe, right? He's just a little bit out, just a little bit out, and you know he he put it together. And I actually think he won the stone event, if I remember right. I think so. so yeah, he um, did. You know him and Crowder getting the stones both lapped at the same time, and then Derwinski actually loaded it and. um uh, Crowder missed, so but he won that event. But um, you know, Crowder still came out with the the outright win of the entire event. But that was awesome watching them go head to head because they were they were flying through the stones. You know, it was right. awesome. Yeah, there was a there was a masters that a masters woman that did forty and fifty plus. Oh wow! Okay, and and did what? I think she made the finals in both. Am I right wow. about that? Wow, I have no idea. But I know she at least made the finals for the fifty plus. But that's awesome. She, so she did twelve events. I'm sure. sure. Um. So yeah, incredible. You could you could talk all day about just individuals, but hope everyone that did OSG is proud of their performance. You, you know, put it in perspective. It's like the one percent of the one percent of the sport that'll get there every year. So be proud that you got there, and no matter Absolutely. how you did, you know. So, um. Yeah, it was, it was, it's also, always, we say it after every show we go to, but it's always fun to meet people that we've talked to online. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dante and I were sitting there after uh, day two and someone came up to us and told us how much they enjoyed the podcast. Thank you mm-hmm. for listening. So I can't even remember. It was, wasn't that Tyler Thompson or something? Where was he from? Michigan. Michigan. So uh, yeah, came up to us from Michigan. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Like, Every time someone comes up and says something, that's so cool. Forget that people listen to this. Yeah. So, 
But um, no, I, I don't have anything else. Oh, the one other thing that they did at OSU that I thought was really cool this year, and I don't know if people at home watching saw it, but whoever was in the lead for each class got a gold shirt. And that's a great idea. It's a it's what the CrossFit Games does. There's like a leader, yep. and they get mm-hmm. a different colored shirt, and it is such a cool idea, and I'm so happy they implemented it. You know who you're chasing. Yeah, right. So, yeah. No, that was another. That's just another cool little like detail. You know. Yep. So, Good idea. I wish, I wish ticket price was lower because yeah. I just don't think you're gonna pack an arena, especially with locals, for that pricing for tickets. Yeah. Um, that is way above my pay grade. I have yep. no idea the the what behind the scenes for that. I'm just saying from a from my point of view, tickets are way too expensive. Yep. Um and like I said, that's not me being negative. I think you have to point out stuff for constructive criticism to continue to get better. So right. I don't know. I thought it was Agreed. way too I someone told me it was seventy five dollars to get in for one day. Yeah, that's true. That's too much money. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to Heinz Field. Like, I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't know. But no, uh, no, it might not even be seventy five dollars anymore. Did you yeah. watch that game last night? Yeah. Oh, anyway, don't want to get on that topic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anything else that's you know that jumped out of you guys from the the live stream was super good quality. It seemed to cut a lot. Cut um, so much. It cut so much. It drove me nuts. I don't know if that was like there was an issue there. It seemed to be when they went from camera to camera, too, is when I noticed it a lot. When they transitioned from like a an athlete shot to like a high angle. That was when I noticed it the most. But I mean, I had to refresh it so many times. Drove me crazy. My my 635, no one got to watch on the stream because it cuts. It goes from my goes from 585 and then I'm at the 675 getting buried. So. Did the same thing with Jerry too. Really? Yep. Well, well, good thing we have all footage for my cameras. Yeah. But if you go back and if you go back on official strongman games and watch, it's pretty clear. Okay. So it does still cut a little bit, but the resolution and the clarity and all that, I didn't have any issues with. It just for whatever reason, it would just break up. Yeah. It's probably like bandwidth or something. I would say the only other thing, the only other thing that I noticed was where the booths were located. Like they just kind of got. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't even yeah like i i don't know the solution i'm not the guy but there's somehow got to put them out there so people see them because a lot of people like i helped with the hospital booth a little bit on friday um a lot of people were coming to the booth asking like where the rest of them were mm-hmm. they're like where's this at and we're like oh it's back there and they didn't even realize there was people back there so that's you know that's a that's a feedback too that I would say, you know, for sure. I but, thought, yeah, I, I thought there was plenty of space to put every other booth. There's only like what five booths back there, six maybe. Yeah, and I was thinking like you could probably even put them out in the lobby. Like when you came up the stairs in the lobby, there yeah. was a pretty big area out there. Now you kind of want them, you kind of want them like in the area with with the event. But I don't, I don't know the answer. Like I said, I'm not the guy. I don't do the planning, logistics, whatever. But that was something I felt like could be improved. So, yeah, no, for sure. And enforcing VIP. I saw some people complaining about the VIP stuff because you pay extra for tickets and then they don't enforce it. Yeah. That's just something to learn yeah, from $300 too. for yeah. VIP. And then people can literally just 
buy normal tickets and sit down right in your VIP seat. Right. Um, great show, though. No, it, it it was great. It was great. It was. Uh, Best show I've ever seen. If I was being this nitpicky about like local and other comps, we could talk all day about issues. Like, listen, you know listen. What I, mean? I mean, like it's it's all constructive criticism. We care. That's why we talk about it because we wanted to get better. For sure. And if, if no one says anything about the issues, it will never get better. Right. For sure. Um. The Arnold amateur events are out. I'll go over them real quickly and then just comment what you think of the events if you're going. Um, and uh, we'll kind of talk about it at a later date, but it's a Trump squat, so heavier and lighter option. Anything beats the uh, – and it's from an Anderson, so bottom-up squat. I like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Sandbag toss event, I think it's – I don't – I think it's cool. I don't know how they're going to run it efficiently because – it seems like a logistic nightmare, but I'm sure they'll have it figured out. Um, a press medley with six implements, like a sandbag, barbell, barbell chains, log, axle, keg, axle, kegs. Yeah, circus. Um, and then what's the other prelim, Dante? It's just those four. Oh, Sam, like the sandbag, the sandbag, sandbag, oh. sled drag. Yeah, sandbag, load over a yoke, and then sled drag backwards. And then the finals, Denny Stonewalk, Max, Hummer Tire Deadlift, and... It was a mystery. A mystery event, yep. So, no. No, I do too. We'll find out February 17th. Yep. The sandbag event is... The toss is super perplexing to me because there's a lot of athletes... And each athlete requires three of their own throwing heights. I think they're, yeah, they'll probably just run like a couple at a time, I would think. That's going to be hard to run even more than two people at a time. Yeah, I would think that it would only be two. Yeah, because if you run, I mean, that's six throw bag apparatuses for two people. Yep. It's interesting new concept, right? I don't, it's kind of like a ladder, right? Like, yeah, cool concept. I'm interested to see how it goes. That's how I'll yeah, put for it. Sure. For sure. Because well, there's three different heights, right? Yeah. Yep. Three different heights for each class, and you throw the same bag over each one, and then you go back and throw a heavier bag over the, it again if you can. So, yep. Yeah, those are the Arnold events. I mean, I'm not going to go super in depth because it's three months away, but just putting them out there. Uh, let us know what you think of them. Let us know what you thought of OSG. Uh, we're 24, 25 subscribers away from the giveaway that we've been talking about for t- 10 years. So I mean, make sure one you, of you guys uh, could have got a free entry to OSG this year. If you it's guys true. Subscribe. One of you guys could get a free entry to the Arnold. Yeah, never know. So, yeah, just go hit 5A Showman giveaway on our on our page. It's like a two-minute video. Go watch it. It's super easy. Subscribe. Uh, comment. Yeah, it's could not be easier to get entered for this big of a giveaway i don't think anyone does giveaways this big for athletes so um but yeah make sure uh make sure you get entered in that um and we will talk to you guys for episode 157 peace later